guys, welcome back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. I'm your host, human biologist, Gary Brecca, where we go down the road of everything that makes average human beings ultimate humans. I just wanna remind my audience that I am not a licensed physician, I'm not a doctor, I'm a human biologist, and none of the advice that is given on my social media channels or any of these topics or summaries should be construed as medical advice or to take the place of your own physician or seeking your own medical advice. So I have received a lot of questions from my very first methylation video that I ever recorded. It is called The Best Kept Optimal Health Secret. If you haven't watched that video, I might encourage you to watch it before you watch this one because it may lead to some of the questions I'm gonna answer on today's video. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please take some time and check that one out today. Um, so. For today's episode, I wanted to take some time and follow up and answer some of the most commonly asked questions so you can live a healthier, happier, longer, more fulfilling life. So I pulled all of the questions with my team and I took the top questions that were coming in from tens of thousands of you and I put them together and I'm gonna answer them in order today and I hope that you find this video really resourceful because I'm gonna get very specific on your questions and give you actionable steps that you can take away from this podcast and put to work in your daily life. So one of the most common questions that we received, what are the two ingredients to remove from your vitamins, your protein powders, your energy drinks. What are the common things that I want you to look for on the back of the label that should make you put these things right back on the shelf? Well, the first one is a cyanide-based form of B12 called cyanocobalamin. I'm gonna take you, for those of you that are actually watching this podcast, I'm gonna take you live to PubMed. I'm gonna actually take you to the National Library of Medicine at the National Institute of Health. We're gonna look up this compound, cyanocobalamin, cyanide-based B12. Remember, B12 is a metal. It's the cobalt metal. When you put it into the body, we call it cobalamin. It is a necessary light metal in the human body. It's as functional as zinc or magnesium. It is an absolutely necessary nutrient um, for human beings. But when we bind it to a hydrogen cyanide molecule, then we get a molecule that actually reacts in the body differently than it does when we take a form that would occur naturally in nature. Remember, the body is actually going to convert this cyanocobalamin into the active form called hydroxycobalamin or methylcobalamin anyway. So why don't you just help your body skip that step and, and actually just take the, the most active form of the vitamin to begin with. So the first thing I want you to get out of your daily life, if you can, to the extent that you can look at the back of your supplement labels, your protein powders, your energy drinks, and look for a form of B12 called cyanocobalamin. If you're on the PubMed, uh, the PubChem uh, site with me right now, you're gonna see that this cyano radical is a acute toxic health hazard, environmental hazard. It's also flammable. Not that your vitamins are flammable, but one of the compounds in them that's derived uh, to make this synthetic form of B12 actually is. There's, there is a really interesting article um, that was recently published. I'm also gonna put a link to this article that summarized that there is no certainty and no place for either oral or intramuscular cyanocobalamin in the treatment of patients in that hydroxycobalamin is a powerful cyanide agonist. Because confusion still persisted amongst doctors over the various commercial forms of B12 available for therapeutic use and their adverse effects in neurological disorders, 
this paper was presented as a case to actually withdraw cyanocobalamin from public use in favor of hydroxycobalamin. This was submitted in a paper that I will put a link to below. I am not at all saying that it is going to kill you or it's going to be immediately toxic, but one of the ways that we determine toxicity in this country is by using something called single dose toxicity, which means if it's not toxic in a single dose or you subscribe to the fact that the dosage determines the poison, we can find ourselves taking microdoses of things that accumulate and eventually could lead to negative results. This is true with mercury poisoning. Nobody got mercury poisoning from a single piece of tuna fish. They got mercury poisoning from repeatedly putting small dosage dosages of safe mercury into the body, safe arsenic into the body, safe heavy metals into the body, and those accumulations eventually ended in a neurotoxic effect. So to the extent that we can get this synthetic form of B12 out of our diets, then I suggest that this is one of the ingredients that you permanently put in your rearview mirror. The second is the synthetic form of folate. This is called folic acid. Remember, folic acid does not occur anywhere naturally in nature. We make it in a laboratory. It does not occur anywhere naturally on the surface of the earth. There is a vast um, uh, percentage of the population that actually cannot convert folic acid into the active form called methylfolate. And when you're looking at vitamins and you're looking at supplements, you're looking at protein powders, energy drinks, if you see folic acid, I would prefer that you look for an ingredient called folate, not in the form of folic acid, or methylfolate. It's even sometimes listed as 5-MTHF or 5-methylene tetrahydrofolate. They are also all essentially the same nutrient. This is the most bioavailable form that your body can use when you're trying to prevent neural tube defects, when you're actually trying to get the right levels of folate in the body. It is the methylated form of this nutrient, not folic acid, that is the most beneficial for you. The most important part of my morning routine beyond any shadow of a doubt is breath work. I decided to write a free three-day breathwork guide and host a three-day breathwork challenge absolutely free. Go to theultimatehuman.com, theultimatehuman.com, download the free breathwork guide and join me for a three-day breathwork challenge. It's completely free. I will see you guys there. Hey guys, I think the most important website you may ever go to is theultimatehuman.com. That's theultimatehuman.com because on this website, we can directly interact with one another. You can give me suggestions for podcast guests and topics that you'd like to see me cover. You can ask me any question that you'd like. More importantly, you can sign up for my entirely free newsletter. It comes out every single week. I write this so I can get the information to the masses on how to live a healthier, happier, longer chemical-free life. You can also sign up for a pre-order of my book. And if you'd like to take the genetic test that I talk about all the time, it's available there too. And lastly, you can even see all of the products that I use in my daily life for a chemical-free, healthy living style. A lot of people ask me, you know, what do you use in your daily life, Gary? What do you brush your teeth with and clean your countertops with? Well, it's all there if you'd like to see it. And you can, again, ask me any question that you'd like and get my free newsletter theultimatehuman.com. I promise you that information will help change the trajectory of your life. And now back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. The second question we got across 
a lot of our platforms was how long will it take us to get test results back from the gene test? Remember, you don't have to do the gene test through me. If you're outside of the United States, you wanna talk to your doctor or your healthcare provider about getting something called a methylation test. It's very often called methyl detox profile or a genetic methylation test. This looks at specific genes in your body and how well they are methylating or converting very important nutrients in your body into the active form. If you did the test with me or with 10X Health System, it takes about four weeks to get your results back. They come into your inbox electronically. I have a whole sequence of videos that explains your genetic SNPs or your polymorphisms, and it suggests supplements which are low cost. They're B vitamins, methylfolate, potentially additional zinc, magnesium, things that you can ingest to supplement for deficiency in your diet. Again, I don't suggest that anyone begin a supplement routine without the advice of their physician. So you're more than welcome to take your test results and the suggested uh, supplementation protocol and present it to your physician and get their opinion on it. But it will happen electronically. And if you so choose, you can click one button and have these supplements delivered right to your front door. I do apologize that there has been such a parabolic spike in demand for these genetic methylation tests. And we went from one week to two weeks to now four weeks to return those results as the lab has just been overwhelmed. You have my deep and sincere apology for that. It was not intentional. We just simply did not anticipate the volume of response that we got. I also wanna remind you that I want everyone to do this methylation test, whether you do it through my company at 10XL System or not, or if you're outside of the US and you find a good provider, you find someone that can actually give you these gene results. If you would actually send a, um, a notice to info at theultimatehuman.com, I will help promote these outside of the US because it's my intention to get every human being walking the surface of the earth this test once in their lifetime. So when will it be available outside of the, the US? Um, and can I get tested if I'm outside of the United States right now? Through us, we don't actually do the testing outside of the United States just yet. We are looking at Australia, uh, Europe, uh, London. Uh, we're also looking at Canada right now and the Middle East. It is well underway, but as of right now, the test is not available outside the United States. But if you're in the U.S., you're welcome to order one of our cheek swabs and cheek, cheek swab yourself while you're in the U.S. And you can find these supplements widely available outside of the country. You do not have to use my supplements. There are lots of great manufacturers out there. I'm going to give you some suggestions for some outside of the U.S. and in the U.S. that you can use as an alternative to my supplement protocol. Um, I happen to believe uh, uh, enormously in the vitamin that I derived myself, which is called 10X Optimize. It is a specific set of methylated um, multivitamins and nutrients that you need to help address some of the deficiencies that come as a result of these gene polymorphisms. So to summarize, if you're looking to have a gene test done and you're outside of the United States, look for these terms, methyl detox profile or genetic methylation test with supplement recommendations. That's what we're after. We're looking for the deficiency in the human body and we're trying to be targeted with our supplementation rather than just give a blanket um, you know, recommendation that every single person follows, regardless of whether male, female, weight, or any other um, limiting factors. So that test is really important to get, and it will help you pinpoint what supplements you need to address those deficiencies.
Gary, what vitamins do you recommend and what is the best methylated multivitamin? By methylated multivitamin, we mean multivitamins that are not coming in the early precursor form like a folic acid. They come in the converted form like a methylfolate. And this is true for several of the ingredients in these multivitamins. You wanna look for methylated multivitamins. I manufacture one myself called 10X Optimize. I happen to have an enormous amount of faith and confidence in that. It took me about two and a half years to formulate that multivitamin. What blood test do you recommend uh, to request from our doctor? If you'd like, what I'll do is I will post to my social media channel. I will actually put a link at the bottom of this podcast so that you can see the exact male and female panel that my clinical team, our physicians, pull on our patients. And if you want to take that panel to your physician, if you're outside the United States, you can take it to your physician outside of the U.S. If you're in the U.S., you can take it to your clinician or your primary care doctor. Ask them if they agree with that panel. Ask them if they think there's anything else that you should add to that panel. But this is what my clinical team has determined is the best blanket look, I call it a casting net, to sort of toss out into the water and find out what's beneath the surface. We look at glycemic control, how well you're balancing your blood sugar, a full blood sugar panel, which is not just your sugar, glucose, but your hemoglobin A1C, the three-month average of your blood sugar. We also look at your insulin levels, and most of these you know, good panels will do that as well. Full hormone panel, full thyroid panel, uh, full cholesterol and triglyceride panel, as well as something called a CBC, complete blood count, a comprehensive metabolic panel, which is also a standard part of a blood panel, and nutrient deficiencies. We have no secrets about what we check on the clients that come to my clinical team, so I'm happy to put those panels online for you so you can take them to your doctor and get your doctor's opinion on whether or not it's right for you. Um, so why take methylfolate versus folic acid? I think I just covered that a little bit, but just to take a little bit of a deeper dive, remember that there is... Scantly a single nutrient known to mankind that we put into the human body that is used in the format that we put it in. Almost without exception, everything that enters our body has to be converted into the usable form. Proteins are broken down into amino acids. Folic acid, if you took that, would go through a sequence of steps to be converted to methylfolate. And then it becomes bioavailable for the body to use and put into different transactions methylated transactions that the body uses to create neurotransmitters, to digest food, to create motility in our gut, to create our mood, our emotional state, to rebuild muscle, to rid the body of toxins, to repair, regenerate, detoxify. All of these things are done by nutrients that the body actually converts into its usable form. So being the natural form of folate, methylfolate has many advantages over synthetic folic acid. For example, methylfolate is well-absorbed. It has a high level of bioavailability. It's not a, affected by metabolic defects. I'm gonna put a link to the PubMed article that actually confirms that, the study that concluded these, um, these outcomes. And the naturally occurring 5-methylfolate has really important advantages over synthetic folic acid. It's well-absorbed even when gastrointestinal pH is altered and its bioavailability is not affected by metabolic defects. So using 5-MTHF or 5-methylfolate instead of folic acid reduces the potential 
masking of hematological symptoms of B12 deficiency. It reduces interactions with drugs that, that inhibit dihydrofolate reductase and overcomes metabolic defects caused by methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, the MTHFR gene polymorphism. So use of 5-methylfolate also may prevent the potential negative effects of unconverted folic acid in peripheral circulation. So there's a evidence review in the link below if you want to look at the evidence that was reviewed on the difference between the active form of methylfolate and folic acid. I think you'll end up coming to the same conclusion that I do. What is the difference between methylcobalamin and hydroxycobalamin? Well, both of these are very bioavailable forms of B12. My vitamin has hydroxycobalamin in it because everyone can use hydroxycobalamin very efficiently. Most of us can use the methylated form of B12, methylcobalamin, quite efficiently. I would prefer that you look for methylcobalamin or hydroxycobalamin on the back of your labels and make sure that it doesn't have the cyanide-based form, the cyanocobalamin on the back of the label because this is one that the body actually has to convert into the methylated form before it becomes bioavailable for use. Especially if you've gotten a gene test done and you happen to know that you have the MTRR or the MTR genetic SNP, this can further impair your use of certain forms of B vitamin and therefore the hydroxycobalamin choice would be the best for you. How do you know if a vitamin is methylated? Well, normally the vitamins will actually say that they're methylated, but you can look at the ingredient label and you can look for a few things on the label that will give you an indication that these are actually methylated multivitamins and they're very bioavailable. Look for the term methylfolate. Look for methylcobalamin, hydroxycobalamin, or adenosylcobalamin. Manufacturers using these forms of B12 have taken the extra step to make sure that it does not contain folic acid and contains the most bioavailable form of a nutrient. Just make sure it doesn't contain cyanocobalamin or folic acid. Gary, can you take a folate supplement and still eat folic acid? No, if you wanna see the impact that folic acid has on your biome, especially if you have the MTHFR gene polymorphism, just get fortified or enriched foods out of your life for one week and see if it improves your mood, your sleep, your attention span, and even your temper your temperament. So there was several studies done on children when they removed highly processed foods and foods that contained high amounts of folic acid, and they saw behavioral changes almost right away within a week in these children that were diagnosed or observed to have ADD, ADHD. Um, they were hyper-stimulated. They were hyperactive. They had short attention spans. So spin your box of crackers around. Look at your white flour, white rice, white bread, your white pastas, and look for two words, fortified or enriched. If they are fortified or enriched, exchange that for an organic version that is non-fortified or non-enriched. Just do this for one week, and I promise you, you will feel and notice the difference. If you don't, go back to taking folic acid um, or enriched or fortified foods, but watch these grains that say that they are enriched whole wheat, um, fortified uh, bleached white flour. Just look for those two words because that means they are sprayed with the chemical folic acid. Take that out of your life for a week and you decide how you feel. 
Overmethylation or oversupplementation. You know, marginally oversupplementing with water soluble vitamins has usually been found to be non toxic to humans and has very few side effects. When you have a very high amount of B vitamins or a very high amount even of water soluble vitamins, your urine's going to change color and you may actually notice some behavioral changes, meaning an increase in your irritation, your agitation level, a disruption in your sleep. You can always stop supplementing and see if those things correct themselves. Hey guys, if you've been watching the Ultimate Human Podcast for any length of time, you know that one thing I do not do is push products. I do not just let any advertiser into this space because I believe that the products that appear on the Ultimate Human Podcast should be things that I use every day in my life to improve my own physiology. One of them is something called the Echo Go Plus. The Echo Go Plus is a hydrogen water generator that you can take on the go. You essentially take the top off of this bottle, you pour bottled water in this, and repeatedly it will make high part per million hydrogen water. You press this little button, you'll see these bubbles going up in the water, that's hydrogen being created in the water. There are all kinds of peer-reviewed published clinical studies on the benefits of hydrogen water, including reduced inflammation, better absorption of your supplements, better absorption of your foods, better balance of the stomach acid, and it feeds an entire class of bacteria in your gut. Hydrogen water, in my opinion, is the most beneficial water that you can drink, and now you can take it wherever you go. You can go to echo, E-C-H-O, H-2-O.com. That's echo, E-C-H-O, H-2-O.com. Enter the code ultimate10 for a discount. Echo H2O, enter the code ultimate10 for a discount. Most of us have a very difficult time meeting our protein needs and certain protein sources like whey protein and others can be as little as 20% absorbable. This is 99% absorbable and it has all of the essential amino acids that the body needs to build lean muscle, to recover, to improve our exercise performance, and most importantly, to repair after we have intense exercise. So this is called Perfect Amino by Body Health. It's, like I said, 99% absorbable. It only has two calories. Eventually, the caloric intake has virtually no caloric intake. It will not break a fast. It tastes amazing. You mix it in water. I take this literally every single morning. If you're working out in a fasted state, you have to take a full spectrum amino acid prior to your workout to preserve your lean muscle and make sure that you're recovering properly. And again, it will not break your fast. So the caloric impact is virtually zero. You get all of the full spectrum amino acids. It tastes wonderful. I use it every single day. You can go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate and look for the perfect aminos. They actually come in capsules if you're on the go or it becomes in several flavors that they make in a powder, which I love. It's flavored with natural um, uh, means of flavoring. So there's no artificial sweeteners in here. So this is one of my absolute favorite products. Give it a try. If you're working out at all, you need a full spectrum amino acid. Go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. I love their lab tested products. You can actually see the absorption rate for all of their products. They've got great electrolyte protein combinations. My favorite is the perfect aminos. Bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. And now back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. Hey Gary, other than methylated vitamins, what other supplements do you use for optimal health? Well, I'll take, tell you what I take. This is by no means a recommendation for what you should do, but I'll tell you what I'm using every day in my daily life. 
Personally, I take resveratrol. I use a mineral salt daily in my water to remineralize it after I use, I use a four-stage reverse osmosis filter, and then I put hydrogen back into the water. As you guys know, I use an ECHO, E-C-H-O, H2O water filter, ECHO water filtration system. It's a four-stage reverse osmosis filter, and then what it does is it adds hydrogen into the water before it comes out of the spout, so I get high part per million hydrogen gas. Now, when you do that and you destructure the water, you strip all of the minerals out of the water. And human beings need 91 essential minerals in addition to the essential fatty acids and the essential amino acids that we need. So we want to remineralize our water. We want to put minerals back into our drinking water. I personally use something called Baja Gold Sea Salt to do that. Um, it's tested down to 250 parts per billion for heavy metals, for um, microplastics, uh, for pharmaceuticals. There are other great salts out there. Celtic salt is a great way to remineralize your water, to put minerals back into your drinking water. So first I filter it to make sure that it doesn't have any chlorine, any fluoride, um, any microplastics or any heavy metals. And then I put minerals back into the water with Baja Gold Sea Salt or with Celtic Salt. Resveratrol, on the other hand, has been linked to several things. It is a telomerase activator, meaning it can be linked to lengthening telomeres, one of the ways that we determine your biological age versus your chronological age is by the length of your telomeres, which is almost like an end cap on the tip of your chromosomes. So think of a shoelace. At the end of a shoelace, you have that plastic cylinder that holds the shoelace in place and keeps it from fraying. Well, the shorter that plastic cylinder gets, um, the closer that uh, chromosome is to coming unwound, for lack of better words. The longer those telomeres are, the longer that chromosome has. And so telomere lengths are indirectly linked to biological age. Resveratrol has been shown to be a telomerase activator. Um, it's found in the skins of grape seeds. It used to be one of the reasons why people said we should drink red wine because it has high amounts of resveratrol in it. So I supplement with resveratrol on a daily basis as well. Hey Gary, how can I do your morning routine even if I live in a cold weather climate with little sunlight? Remember, even on cloudy days, those beneficial rays are penetrating the clouds and they can make it into your eyes. They can even touch your skin. If it's too cold to go outside and expose your skin to sunlight, get over in front of a window and gaze in the direction of the sun. Gaze even into the haze in the direction of the sun. Horizon gazing is actually very beneficial for you. We spend so much of our time within 12 to 18 inches of our face with our focal distance being very, very narrowed. This is why nearsightedness is on a an absolute parabolic trajectory right now. So horizon gazing and actually getting over to a window where you can get exposure to natural sunlight in the morning, even if you can't expose your skin directly to sunlight, exposing your eyes to sunlight and looking in the direction of the sun is very, very healthy for you. It helps to reset your circadian rhythm. It will do more for your sleep that night than just about anything else you can do to reset your circadian clock. I am a huge fan of first light in the morning. Remember that first 45 minutes of the day is very beneficial light. It's 
devoid of UVA and UVB rays, the harmful rays that, that damage our skin and lead to skin cancer. It has healthy blue light, not the blue light that you get from your screen, but very healthy blue light. So if you can wake with the sun, face the direction of the sun, even on a hazy day, even inside the house, expose your skin to some of that sunlight, do some horizon gazing, and just let me know how you sleep the night after doing that for three or four days. So Gary, what is your exact morning routine? Um, so we're getting a little off topic yet, but I will tell you exactly what my morning routine is. And I am a very much a creature of habit. I wake up in the morning, I walk into my bathroom, I splash water on my face, I brush my teeth, I go into the other room and I immediately get into cold plunge. If you don't have a cold plunge, you can take a cold shower. Every one of us is going to shower in the mornings. I prefer to do it right out of the gate prior to exercise, either getting into a cold plunge. Remember, water is 29 times more thermogenic than air, meaning it removes heat from the body at 29 times the rate of air. So by exposing your body to cold water first thing in the morning, you're going to get that beautiful peripheral vasoconstriction. You're going to get an activation of brown fat. Remember, brown fat is our thermostat. It's very different than white fat visceral fat or body fat. This is the type of fat that exchanges calories for heat. So there's a cost to raising your, your body temperature and the cost is a caloric expenditure. So you can actually begin to fire up your metabolism in the morning, get a beautiful peripheral vasoconstriction, force all of that blood and oxygen into your core, your liver, your lungs, your pancreas, your kidneys, up to your brain. You might even get a little bit of a shiver, which actually does increase your um, your metabolic rate and actually burns more calories than if you were at room temperature. You can get the same effect or very close to the same effect if you take a one to three minute cold shower. When I'm done with that, I go outside and do breath work or I get onto the hypermax oxygen system. Remember, multi-step oxygen therapy or exercise with oxygen therapy is where you use high concentration oxygen, 92 to 95% oxygen for eight to 12 minutes while you are mildly exercising. If you don't wanna spring for a hypermax oxygen system, get outside preferably or get over near a window where you can look in the direction of the sun and do three rounds of 30 deep breaths with an extended breath hold in between. That's the second thing that I do after getting out of a cold plunge every single day. When you travel, you can take your breath work with you, maybe start at five, um, Three rounds of five breaths, work your way up to three rounds of 10, 15, 20, 25, and eventually all the way up to three rounds of 30 breaths, exhaling after the 30th breath and holding your breath as long as you can. Remember, carbon dioxide is the main vasodilator in the body. One of the reasons why we get so vascular during exercise is because of the amount of carbon dioxide traveling from the tissues back to the heart and back to the lungs. So, if we can hold our breath for an extended period of time in a seated or lying position, never while you're driving, never while you're standing, never in a shower, if you can do that, you'll raise the carbon dioxide in the bloodstream, you'll cause this vasodilation, and then when you take your deep breath in and you hold that breath, your tissues are begging for oxygen and you flood the body with healthy 
fresh oxygen. We move our diaphragm to massage our intestines. We start to involve our auxiliary muscles of respiration in our ribs and our intercostals. We push air down into the lobes of our lungs. We get air out of the apex. You feel amazing. It is perfectly normal to feel mildly lightheaded. It's even perfectly normal for you to feel tingling um, in your fingers and toes. You don't have to push through that. You can stop when you feel that and hold your breath at that point and then restart your breath work. And then pretty soon you will notice that that threshold gets pushed further and further and further along as you get better at exchanging the oxygen tension in your tissues. So I love to do breath work first thing in the morning. If you're in a warm climate like I am, you can take your shoes off and touch the surface of the earth. If you're not, you can use a grounding mattress or a PEMF mat pulse electromagnetic field. They can be a little bit pricey. Um, the one that I use is called a PEMI. It's about $5,000, but you can get the same effect or nearly the same effect by taking your shoes off and touching Mother Earth. I'm talking about dirt, grass, sand, actually coming in contact with the surface of the earth, and that is free. So breath work, cold showers, um, morning sunlight and contacting the surface of the earth using magnetism, oxygen, and light to start your day, elevate your mood, improve your emotional state, get your blood flowing, use your diaphragm to massage your intestines, flood the lungs with oxygen, excite the, the brown fat in your body and turn your thermostat on. I mean, just try this for seven straight days. It will cost you nothing. It could permanently change the trajectory of your life. I call it my drug of choice. My body craves it every morning like a rat to cheese. And once you get into this routine that will take you eight to 20 minutes every morning, you'll never wanna skip it. So again, if you live in a cold city or very cold climate and you cannot get outside and put your feet on the surface of the earth, you can get a PEMF mat, pulse electromagnetic field mat, or you can get a grounding sheet, which actually plugs into the ground wire um, in your in your outlet, and it will bring your mattress or that that bed down as if it is on the surface of the earth. It is very very healthy to sleep in a grounded state or to use a pulse electromagnetic field mat if you cannot come in daily contact with the surface of the earth. I realize a lot of you are in northern Canada, you're in Chicago, you're in other cities. And it'd be pretty dangerous to take your shoes off and touch the surface of the earth, but I don't want you to miss out on the positive uh, physiologic effects of grounding. And one of the final questions that we got asked quite a bit was, what did the colors on a gene test mean? What is the difference between a homozygous or heterozygous gene break? or gene mutation. Remember that we get a copy of our genes, one from each parent. If we get the same copy from both parents, that's called homozygous, meaning the same from both parents. If we get different copies from each parent, that is heterozygous, meaning that one parent gave us a copy of the gene mutation, one parent did not. So you can be homozygous, both parents were negative. You can be heterozygous, one parent was positive, one parent was negative, or you can be homozygous positive, meaning both parents gave you the gene mutation. A general rule of thumb is that these genes function less frequently than genes that are either heterozygous or genes that do not have a polymorphism. So the more mutations you get from both parents, 
the less that gene sequence is going to function, meaning the instructions that it codes for are not going to be there and be available for the body to follow. So guys, I wanna inspire you to be healthier and inspiring you to be healthier is about educating ourselves on the basics. So many of us are not thriving because we're missing the basics. Magnetism from the earth, oxygen from the air, sunlight from the sun. And then beyond that, we have nutrient deficiencies, vitamin B12, B complex of vitamins, magnesium, zinc, vitamin D3, some of the very, very common nutrient deficiencies that are very inexpensive and very easy to fix. Beyond that, we need to challenge our bodies. You know, aging is the aggressive pursuit of comfort. I always say, if your morning is hard, your day will be easy. Make your mornings hard so that your day is easy. When we are loading our bones, they are strengthening. When we are tearing our muscles, they are growing. When we are challenging our immune system, it is not weakening. So make your morning a little difficult by exposing yourself to sunlight, expose yourself to cold water, get in the gym, lift weights. You know, I heard a, uh, a very simple summary from Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and she said, if you want to live a long time, lift heavy weight. I actually happen to believe in that. I don't think that you need to struggle with very, very heavy weight, but you need to challenge your body. There is a hormetic response in the body that when we stress it, it strengthens. And this is a recipe for longevity. So get in the gym in the morning, start your morning routine, make these four or five concepts, sunlight, grounding, breath work, cold showers, a part of your daily routine. They will cost you nothing and they will entirely change your mood. They will entirely change your emotional state and they'll make you more adaptive to stress. And these are simple changes that you can make. And then if you're gonna go the supplementation route, start by looking at your gene uh, profile and supplement for deficiency rather than just the sake of supplementing. It is so hard for people to really realize what is a good supplement, what's not. This this is the the newest supplement that I heard is going to be you know the the panacea of extending life. But the truth is, if you don't have the basics, then none of that matters. Remember, human beings need essential fatty acids, essential amino acids, and we need essential minerals. You can get those from mineral salt. Um, the eight essential amino acids and the three essential fatty acids. You can start with the morning routine that I just described. Then you can do some testing to find out what you're deficient in, start supplementing for deficiency rather than just the sake of supplementing, and you will be on your way to being the best version of yourself. I wish you nothing but health and prosperity. I hope you found this short podcast very, very helpful. Continue to submit your questions. I wanna to continue to respond and answer them. Guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this short podcast. Please continue to submit your questions. If there's something you'd like to see me take a deep dive on, or if you'd like to see me bring another one of our clinicians onto the podcast and talk about topics that are germane to you and your family, let me know. I wanna be in service to you and in service to humanity. So if you have questions, continue you to submit them. And as always, that's just science.